Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. And they were so incredibly average. Oh, boy. Although the, uh, so I, I had my choice of three tacos and it was, I, we were in such a rush and I was in a hurry. I couldn't read the menu. It was, so I, I saw one, it was called a cheeseburger taco. Okay. So I got two of those, which was ground beef, shredded lettuce, pickles, Big Mac sauce, uh, in a taco shell. That doesn't sound terrible. It shocks it was, me. It was good that that's where you, you got it in Mexico. Like that sounds like you know a bastardized Canadian um, well, version know. of a taco. You have to remember this was in the airport oh, too, okay. on our way out of town. <laughs> they know so. their audience. And I think I was telling you. So I sat down. I was with some friends, and we're just sitting around this table. And we we only had about half an hour before our flight boarded. And we were in a sit-down restaurant, and it was just sort of like we just ordered in a hurry. And then uh, we looked at the menu after we ordered. My three tacos that I got and my one beer, $70 Canadian. Ooh. <laughs> $70 for three tacos. Yeah, oh, yeah, they just get you. That were average at best. They gouge hard. Okay. Mexico's not a good deal anymore. It's not. It's an important lesson because obviously affordability has become a big factor here in yeah. Canada. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that we're the only people suffering <laughs> through an affordability crisis right now. But you go outside the country and you know, other people are being gouged as well. Well, we and this is the first time that we've ever gone to like we've gone to Mexico lots. But this is the first time we've ever been to that part of Mexico. We were in Cabo. And then we rented a house with some friends. We were we weren't staying at an all inclusive. We were staying at a golf resort actually, and it was beautiful. But we had to go gro- grocery shopping all the time. We went to Costco and that like a bag of chips, like a big bag of chips, was ten bucks. Oh boy, it was insane. Oh boy, it was crazy, crazy expensive. So, would you do that again, or would you do the all inclusive? I would go back to the all inclusive again. Yeah. Because it was just like this. Don't get me wrong. It was nice. Mm-hmm. And we had a great vacation and everything. But it's like when you're staying at a golf resort, you're not really. It was a trek to get to the beach. This sounds like first world problems. but <laughs> A little bit. And always having to. We went out for dinner almost every single night. So I think there was only like two nights we stayed in and made dinner. But we were always eating breakfast there and packing lunch for the beach or wherever we were going that day. But we still had to do lots of grocery shopping and you kind of had to manage. 
Uh, how many beer do you have left? Do we need to pick up more beer before we go back to the house? Like it was when you're adding all inclusive, everybody thinks for you. You literally put your brain in park yes. at an all inclusive. Yes, because I've had this discussion with other people too, where they like, oh, I like going to Mexico, but I hate all inclusives. I just grant an Airbnb, and then you have to grocery shop and cook for yourself and prepare everything you just said. Yeah, I'm like, what's the like? There is an option where mm-hmm. that's all handled for you. You oh, do yeah. none of the cooking or anything. Unlimited drinks. Oh, yeah. And all you have to do is pick your chair for the day. <laughs> exactly. That's the most stressful part of your entire day. Are we going to sit by the pool or on the beach? Yeah. What's it going to be? So I'm an all-inclusive man. Yeah. Uh, but it's insane how expensive. <laughs> it shocks me that Mexico is being hit that hard as well. Uh, I went to a Super Bowl party at a rich guy's house, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this, I was texting you from because I was kind of sneaking photos. Yeah, you sent some pics. And you could tell it was a fancy house just by the stair. They had those I floating know. stairs. <laughs> You're like, oh, only fancy people have those stairs. So it was some, my friends that we were there with have some friends that live in this golf resort. And they know this couple that was having a Super Bowl party, so they invited us over. So there's probably 20, maybe 24, 25 people at this Super Bowl party in this spectacular house. Like, I felt like I was in an episode of You Don't Deserve a Beach House or whatever that show <laughs> was. There was a comedian who talks about that. I think that's John Mulaney. John Mulaney, yeah. yeah. It was this place, and you know who helped me pick my Super Bowl squares? Oh, Craig McTavish. He was at the same party. Wow. It was, it was weird. I looked over at one point, I'm like, is Yep, sure enough, that was Mac T. Wow. Oilers legend Craig McTavish at the same Super Bowl party in Mexico. We didn't talk other than, like, he was he was there socializing with his friends, and I was with my friends socializing, too. But he did help me pick my squares. And you know how much money I won? Zero dollars. Ooh. Zero dollars. So Craig McTavish, good at hockey, bad at picking Super Bowl. Well, he may have won. I don't know. I just know that I didn't. Ooh, maybe he sabotaged you. Maybe he did. Interesting. But anyway, it was a good trip. I'm glad to be back, though. (laughs) I'm really glad to be back. Those first few minutes when you land back in Canada and you step outside the airport for the first time after coming back from Mexico, that's a rough couple minutes. I flew home in my short pants, too. I didn't do the move where I put on my jeans before I left because I was worried they would no longer fit, first of all. Uh, So I just flew home in my shorts and it was pretty, that was kind of rude leaving the airport on Monday night in shorts. Yeah, that'll wake you up. Yeah. I'm exceptionally itchy now too. Like thinking, just bringing this whole conversation up, like I can feel my dry skin now. (laughs) It's amazing how fast a tan goes away. It just fell off the minute I walked out of the airport. Like it just disappeared. It's gone. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Lube City. God, I'm due for an oil change and you know where I'm going to go? Uh... Lube City, I hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I might take the show on the road. You know, I went to the last time I got my oil changes at Lube City, and now I might go to a different location. Ooh, really? Yeah, I'm feeling crazy. Are you going to try and do them all, all 27 locations? Yeah, some people like to go to all, like, the baseball diamonds mm-hmm. or all the hockey rinks. Yeah. I'm going to go to all the Lube Cities. Hey, that's, uh, I, you know what? I salute you. If only there was a quick and easy way I could find all 27 locations. There isn't. It doesn't exist. Oh, wait. Oh. Apparently, they have a website, huh. lubecity.ca. 
That information's there. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. So before you left on this Mexican excursion, you talked about how your goal was to use only carry-on luggage despite being gone for 10 days. It's the, I've done carry-on when I've gone away, like, to Vancouver for a weekend or something. That's very, very doable. But 10 days in the hot tropical sun? Yeah, to do a weekend away is amateur hour. Mm-hmm. When you're hitting double digits in days, that's when you're entering professional territory. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Uh, Janice sent a text earlier this morning and said, Hey, Garner, did you do carry-on? I need to know. Yeah, this is the... Uh, I went away for 10 days. And I pulled off carry-on. I did it. Really? Game changer. You got away with it. And I still managed to pack twice as many clothes as I needed. I still came home with clothes I didn't touch. How heavy was that carry-on bag? It wasn't too bad. Wow, that's impressive. It was like one of those small wheelie suitcases. Sure. And it worked out fine. You got all your underpants, Mm -hmm. swim pants. I took a lot of underpants. Blouses. Uh-huh. And toiletries in a carry-on for 10 days? Yeah, I okay. did it. I did it. I don't know that I'll go back to checking a bag again. Was there a special folding technique that was required? Uh, roll, Bryce. I rolled my clothing. Oh, okay. And then I took like four shirts with collars on them. I think I wore one. And uh, they were just a wrinkled mess by the time I got there. Maybe that's why I didn't wear them. But uh, I came home. I got home on... Um, I don't know, Monday evening, like early Monday evening, came home with a faint tan line where my watch goes. And uh, I came home with a nickname too. So oh, I'm that's quite proud of that. I got my first real nickname in my life. And I, kind of, I didn't know what it meant. So I was walking along this beach one day and there was two young women, I don't know, early 20s, just standing in the water, watched me go by. And I think they were Spanish. Because the one girl looked at me as I went by and went, Blanco! And I had to go back to the chairs where we were sitting. And uh, one of the guys, we were with Sergio, who speaks Spanish, I say, hey, what does Blanco mean? And he kind of burst out laughing. And he said, that means white. So, oh, <laughs> in my defense, that was like day two or three. And the tarp doesn't come off very often, but it did that day. And yeah, I guess... There was quite a glare as I walked down the beach. So Blanco is my new nickname, and I'm quite proud of it. It's yeah. A good one. Have you ever had a good nickname? No. No. No, I never have. We'll come up with one for you. No. I thought they were, I thought you were going to say Gringo. But no. Blanco is. I mean, I guess it's accurate. Wow. Are you saying that I'm white? I got a bit of color now. Can you see that I have color? A little bit. I think it all fell off yesterday. Yeah, it'll disappear. It real doesn't quick. doesn't last. And these people I was with, so I went with some friends. I went with my beautiful, beautiful wife, and uh, my friends Holly and Jimmy and Sergio and Michelle, and all of them are like championship level tanners. Like they get just ch- you should see Holly, chocolate brown. Like, she's super dark, and then next to her, like, I'm, yeah, I look like a piece of photocopier paper. Yeah, I'm a, at the beach, I'm a under-the-umbrella guy. Well, I am, too, most of the time. I can't, uh, I'm not much of a tanner. Yeah. My best girl here, she goes to tanning salons regularly. You're not supposed to do that. I think she just doesn't want to be referred to as Blanco when she's (laughs) walking on a beach. Well, I'm proud of my nickname. (laughs) 
Blanco. I can't believe these girls were laughing at me as I went by. I didn't think we were supposed to comment on each other's bodies anymore. Man. Yeah. I should have called them out. It's 2024. I should have called HR on that beach. There's probably an HR department somewhere. You could probably write a series of angry tweets about it. I will. It will be reflected in my review of Mexico. Dear Cabo, would not recommend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Good morning. This is from Jim. I recently took a trip to Vietnam in December. I rented a motorcycle at the south end of the country, rode it 2,300 kilometers to the north end. I was unable to bring a suitcase as there's no place to put one on a motorcycle. Along the way, I paid a few dollars to have my laundry done at the hotels I stayed in. It all worked out. Well, Jim, congratulations. Uh, This one. My wife and I went to Japan for two weeks last February and only brought backpacks. Here's the kicker, though. Part of our trip was going to the Northern Ireland, Ireland, going to the Northern Island to go snowboarding. And so in our backpacks, we also had to fit snow pants, mitts, goggles, etc. Also, Japan in February is a little chilly, so there were lots of sweaters. Very proud achievement for both of us. Uh, look at you. Oh. <laughs> this one, too. Settle down, people calling me racist. Settle down. I was just saying, I was walking along a beach one day, and I don't know how this is racist on my vacation and it was like day two or three so I had very little sun on me and I may have gone tarps off that day and I'm walking down the beach and there was a couple of girls standing in the water and they started laughing and I looked and one of them said Blanco and I didn't know what that meant so when I got back to my chair on the beach I asked one of the people I was with Sergio who speaks Spanish and I said what does that mean and he started laughing and he said it means white So they were um, making fun of me for being exceptionally white. So I came home with a nickname, Blanco. So I'm not quite sure how that's racist, but anyway. Somebody else said, I was walking around in Italy about 10 years ago. A man was standing outside a restaurant and yelled at me, Your skin, it's white like mozzarella cheese. That's me, matcha cheese girl. Matza cheese girl. Uh, Matza and Blanco. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. You were in a restaurant. I don't know. Are you going to say the name of the restaurant? No, I don't have to say that. But I was in a restaurant recently, and um, I don't know. Some people might call it Snoopy. Some people might not like it. But I overheard another table's conversation, and it was so juicy that I just kind of, I was eavesdropping like a pro. Did you set your fork down? I kind of did. It was before the food came. Oh, so I was okay. sitting there. I'm hungry, famished even, yeah. waiting for my dinner. And uh, I just start overhearing this conversation. And it was about a woman was talking about she was at a house party and just how there was a guest at this party that I just, I guess, came in and immediately just criticized the food and criticized everything, kind of ruined the party for everyone else. Who does that? I know. So I was like, I don't need to know more. It just sounded, it's like she'd walk in just staring at the appetizers and stuff. Like, I don't like any of this. Oh, Who behaves that way? I don't know. Immature adults? I think so. That would be the day. Like, if you walked into a party and there was food spread and there was nothing there that appealed to you, just, I think 99.9% of people would just sort of bite their tongue. 
and not say anything. 100%, yeah. But I do, I think we do live in a day and age now where people think they have to review everything at all times. And these people that, uh, that will do that, that 2% that you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, they like to call themselves, they just speak the truth. They yeah. got no filter. That's like, right. They just drop truth bombs. Maybe you need some filter. Yeah. Maybe something should stay on the inside. I've said this a billion times. The least interesting people you will ever meet in your life are the people who are like, I have no filter. You should get a filter. Yeah, maybe invest in one. You should maybe stop talking for five minutes here and there. Yeah, we filter water. Maybe you should filter your words. So I want to talk about the uh, conversations you've overheard. Some of them would be juicy. Some of them would probably be sad and heart like this one. Uh, I was at a winery in BC a few summers ago, overheard the couple at the next table breaking up. Ooh. It was super uncomfortable because they were both sobbing. It was such a weird place for a breakup, too. It really is. Yeah, usually usually a winery is where you go on vacation, not when you want to take a heartbreaking vacation from your relationship. (laughs) That's a weird place for a breakup. Stop breaking up in public. I know yeah. the thought is that they won't make a scene. I know. There's some people who are in kind of a dangerous spot. But otherwise, you risk having people like me sit there, and <laughs> I'm just like, I will put a glass against a wall to listen through it. In a restaurant, you will set your fork down, and you will take the napkin out of your shirt collar, right? I'll do some champion-level casual confused guy where I'm pretending I'm looking at my phone or I drop something. Really, I'm just trying to get closer. But so you're I turning can on your phone recorder? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to know. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa calling. I was just listening to you guys talk about the person who showed up at the party and criticized everything. Well... Yeah, Bryce was in a restaurant and heard somebody at another table talking about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking about, I, I teach elementary school, so I was just talking to my grade twos the other day, and I think that the person who went to that party could really benefit from this lesson, because I was telling the kids, you have your inside voice and your outside voice. And your inside voice, you can have whatever feelings you want, you can have whatever thoughts you want, but they don't actually need to come out of your mouth. And before you do think about um, saying something, we use like a little acronym, the word think, which is, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And think about that before it comes flying out of your lips. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just some people that think that they've been deputized, that they are the the international tastemakers. They get to decide right? what's good and what's not good, and everybody it's, must listen to them. Exactly. Totally true. Too yeah. much too much information is too much sometimes. Yeah. Less is more. <laughs> uh, hey, how come you're not in class? Oh, I'm on my way. I'm pulling into the parking lot right this minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You have a good day, okay? Okay, thank you. You okay, too. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody else said, I was in a restaurant. I overheard two people that clearly just met talking about filming their adult encounter in mm. great detail. It was disgusting. <laughs> adult mm. encounter. So they were talking about doing their taxes? Probably, yeah. Renovating a kitchen? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what adult encounter means, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody else... Oh. 
This is mean. I was with a friend getting pedicures. The ladies doing our toes were talking to each other in another language. When we left, my friend told me that the ladies were saying that I had weird toes. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what's worse. The ladies talking about my toes or my friend deciding to share with me <laughs> when she knew that I had no idea what they were discussing. It was hurtful, but for kind of the wrong reasons. Wendy. Yeah. Why being did, kept in the dark would have been the way to go on that one. Okay, Wendy, you need to get a new pedicure friend. <laughs> you know what they were talking about there? How ugly your feet are. Why would you do that to a person? <laughs> That's like, not a good friend, Wendy. It's like uh, that episode <laughs> of Seinfeld, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Where George's dad, Elaine, brought him to a nail salon so she could understand what they were saying. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe don't tell your friend next time. They were talking about how disgusted they were by you. Yeah, they hate your feet. They say they hope you never come back again. Oh, boy. Uh, somebody else. This, you and I were discussing this one backstage. Um, this one, first of all, let me say that this does sound very sweet. But it goes, I was once the subject of people overhearing, but in a very good way. I met my biological mother at the age of 40 for the very first time in a Boston pizza in Sherwood Park. All these people were waiting to be seated and witnessed our first meeting. It was very sweet and lovely and amazing. And then Bryce and I were like, you're meeting your bio mom for the very first time. You, um, not that there's anything wrong with Boston pizza, but I would have thought you'd probably want a more private setting. That's where my mind went. It's like, oh, maybe have that meeting at your house or a park or a small cafe or something like that. Yeah, but and then you pointed out sometimes the siren song of the cactus cuts or the Boston brood is just too much to I mean, you got to have those things. I mean, if you compare meeting your biological mother with a nice cactus cut. Oh, yeah. That's a good day. Yeah. So I'm glad it worked out. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, listen, uh, I normally uh, am fully on board with you and Bryce, but uh, on the um, uh, biological mom thing, I got to disagree. I think Boston Pizza is exactly the right place to go. Because it's crowded and there's safety in numbers, should things go sideways? No, because you're meeting your biological mom for the first time. This is basically like a blind date. You don't know what that person's going to be. They might be a total douchebag. And with, with Boston Pizza, at least, like... You know, a lot of the food is pre-made, so the, the service is fast. If you want to linger over dessert, you can do that. But if you want to eat your cactus cut and then get the hell out, you can do that. And you don't want that person knowing where you live until you know what they're all about. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I don't know how to feel. I just, I, I, I always thought that meeting your biological mom or dad or, would be a very, very intimate thing. I, I, I loved when I met my biological parents. Of course, I lived with them until they died. Um, the uh, <laughs> wait. The, re- the reality is, I mean, you don't know what these people are going to be like, right? And it, yeah, I, I, until I knew who, what they were all about, maybe maybe they, maybe they want to meet me now because I've hit some sort of success, and they want to move in. No thanks, not not into that. Okay, I'm distracted by. This is actually a great way to make yourself way more interesting than you already are. Next time you're going to meet your mom for lunch. Just tell people, just say, oh, I'm meeting my biological mother for lunch today. And people will be like, oh, your biological mother? Are you adopting? And you're like, no. You're not lying. She's your bio mom. 
That's good. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Settle down, keyboard warriors. Settle down. No one is criticizing. It's called conversation. It's what people do when they want to try and understand things that they don't know about. It's how we learn about each other. And I did not say that your first meeting with your biological mom should not be in a Boston pizza. I was just expressing my feelings and thoughts in that if it was me, I would probably choose a more private setting. I did not say that the person was wrong. It's just that their idea differed from mine, and to me, that's what makes this interesting. Everyone's so triggered by everything this morning. What happened? It's called different strokes for different folks. My idea is different from yours. That doesn't make me right and you wrong. We just have differing opinions. And that's why we're having a conversation. (sighs) Somebody else said, I met my biological father when I was 26. We agreed to meet at the sawmill. I didn't know what he looked like. The server sat us next to each other, but at the wrong tables. We were supposed to be sat together. We had a reservation. We finally figured it out, but it was still so awkward. It was the sawmill. Not sure if that's better than BP's. LOL. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This might have been the drugs, though. Uh, I was at the hospital with my daughter, and on the other side of the curtain, we overheard a lady having an argument with the ghost in her room. That was definitely the drugs, the hospital drugs. Ooh, this one's juicy. It says, okay, so I didn't overhear a conversation, but I once had to clean out a boss's desk after they were fired, and I found a whole folder of stuff about me, including all the times they tried to have me fired, all the emails she felt were some kind of ammo against me. It was shocking. You better believe I disposed of that folder first. Of course you would. I would too. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. A guy goes away for 10 days. I come back. The uh, Tim Hortons slash 7-Eleven, where I buy my coffee every morning on my way to work, it burnt down. And then I see they tore down the rugby club in my neighborhood, too. I was gone for just over a week. All this change, all this upheaval. Had to find a new place to get my coffee. It was so weird, too. Like, I knew that I knew about the Tim Hortons 7-Eleven fire when I was away because one of the people I was with was like, hey, isn't this the Tim Hortons in your neighborhood that's currently ablaze? And I'm like, yeah. So I knew about it. But then yesterday when I got back, I had to go to the grocery store and just pick up a few things. And I was talking to the woman. And this grocery store is literally right across the street from where that Tim Hortons is and I said to the woman hey well did you see the fire across the street she had no idea like how do you not notice that the building across the street from you is torched it's weird the Garner Andrews show with Bryce Kelly podcast good morning Garner and Bryce I went to my bank only to find it boarded up the sign was removed no warning whatsoever that felt weird Lord, yeah, that would feel weird. You'd sort of think that there'd be a sign somewhere going, this branch is closing. They may as well put a sign on there that says, this bank closed because you're too poor. Yeah. That's how I would feel. 
Oh, I would take it personally. And I know it's not how banks work, but going up to your bank and seeing it boarded up, my first thought would be like, oh my God, is where, my money gone? Yeah, they prob- because they keep your money in that building. Yeah. That's where it is. Uh, also, what about all the people that have... Uh, do you have a... What's that called? A, not a security box. What do you call that thing? They give you a key and you got your own, but it's where you keep your priceless... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lo- safety, uh, safety deposit, deposit box. box. Do you have one of them? No, I wish. One of those ones where you need two keys to open it. Does anyone have one of those? A safety deposit box? They don't even seem real. I just assume that's something that's made up in movies, where you have to go into the like a vault-looking thing. Yes, and they oh, leave oh. you alone in there. They lock you in and leave you alone with your precious family heirlooms, your jewels and your riches. Uh, does anyone have one of those, and what do you keep in it? I need to know, please. One zero zero two nine. If I've learned anything from movies and TV, it's where you keep jewelry mm-hmm. and secrets. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy. <laughs>